found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. It's a Thursday edition of Tidbits, the 27th day of October. Very frosty start to this morning. I was not expecting a frosty start. I was not prepared for that <laughs> at all. We're, we're never ready for anything. <laughs> oh, jeez, the windows. <laughs> and I was kind of running late to begin with. Yeah. So just a good squirt of the window wash, and here we go. <laughs> here we are. That stuff only costed me about uh, five bucks when they topped me off when I got the $200 oil change. <laughs> Well, let's see what's going on. Nobody hit the uh, Powerball. Oh, the jackpot. The jackpot was $715.1 million last night. There were no winners who matched five numbers worth a mill. I'm sorry, there were winners that matched five numbers worth a mill. California, Connecticut, Illinois, Michigan, and New York. Those numbers, they seem like you'd have them, you know. <laughs> it just, they just seem like everybody would have. Isn't that funny? It's yeah. always like, yeah, those, those were. <laughs> I could have had those. Nineteen, thirty-six, thirty-seven, forty-six, fifty-six, and Powerball twenty-four. Now the prize goes to eight hundred million for Saturday night. Gosh, that cash value would be about three hundred eighty-three point seven million. Take out your tax. You'd uh, have to live on a pittance. <laughs> I don't know how you'd make it. What would the tax be? Did, would they take like a third? And, uh, you know, probably something close to that. 30%. Probably. Probably. So you take that times 30%. And, and you've, you know, you got. Yeah. What, was, what was the cash value? All right, here we go. We'll just round it off, okay? We'll, we'll just, okay. We'll say three hundred eighty-four million. All right. What's thirty percent of that, and what do we got left? Find my calculator. Right, here we go. All right. So there's my calculator. All right. So we're going to just use three eighty-four. Okay. There we times go. Yeah. point three zero. Let's go thirty percent. It's probably going to be more like forty. I don't think so. You don't think so? No, I I, I don't know. All right. We'll go. Maybe it would be. Okay. All right, here we go. 115.2. So, 384 minus, what did I say? 115? Yeah. 268.8. Well, I don't know how you'd make it. (laughs) (laughs) But just look at the tax you're paying. Yeah. Just the tax. Yeah. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. So, good luck to you. I've not bought a ticket at all. I, you know, I just uh, never think about it. And you know how it is anymore. People aren't carrying cash. You say, well, I use my card. I don't need cash. Well, yeah. you do if you want one of these. Right, right. Because they won't take a card. Right. Even if it's a debit. At least they're not supposed to. Do you work there? Have you done it? <laughs> <laughs> so good luck to everybody. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money, man. And speaking of that, imagine what you could do if you had that money. Because this says nearly one in five Americans have skipped meals or didn't buy groceries due to surging inflation, including 28% of Gen Z and 23% of millennials. 
The survey by Harris found that 17% said they were receiving food items from a food bank, including 22% of millennials, 17 said they uh, had stopped buying healthier food options. 18% said they'd skip meals or didn't buy groceries. Beyond facing food insecurity, that same survey also found high inflation is forcing folks to delay certain health care expenses. 14% of Americans have canceled or postponed plans to see a health care specialist. 10% have delayed taking prescribed meds. And 11% stalled receiving a yearly physical. You know, I, I, you can't help it. Yeah. You know, it says grocery prices have climbed 13% from a year ago, rising 0.7% from August to September. Since last year, egg prices, and they focus on eggs. They, you can't be egging this Halloween. They've skyrocketed 30%. Daily-related products are up by 15.9%. Bread, 14.7%. And you can't even make a decent sandwich anymore. They've shrunk the bread so much. And butter is up 26.6%. Jeez. Now, tell me we're not... In a period of recession. You, you you just can't tell me that. And now today, they're in the rigmarole conference where they'll decide. Where we, you know, it's like it took you two years to figure out we could build our own chips. Yeah. Computer yeah. chips. Yeah. Prices overall soared by 8.2% since last year. Core inflation, not including food and energy prices, is up 6.6% a year ago. The highest it's been in 40 years. I know. What are we going to do? I don't know. What do we do about this? But, it, you know, right there it is. Facts right in front of us. I know. And I don't think they're making any of that up. You know, that's... Right. It's just tough. I feel it. I, I You know, I know everybody I know feels it. Yeah. And, you know, we had yesterday, they're moving back home with Mom and Paul. Load the kids up. So here's here's my legitimate question. All right. All right. Core inflation. Not including food and okay, so yeah, core yeah. inflation is up. So what is, what is the inflation with food and energy? Like what is that? It's gotta be pretty high, right? Is it? I don't know. Highest in forty years. Forty years. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just I, I I look back over the last what what is it now? How how long ago were we involved with um, with COVID? When did that all go down? That all that was March twenty. That's that's kind of twenty. Yeah. So uh, you know we're going to be looking at that coming up three years worth. Now this on top of that, and it's like we're just being beaten to death. Yeah, we're being beaten to death. Yeah. I don't know. But um, folks, we feel your pain. We're we're right there with you. We're average Americans. <laughs> Oregon police seized a record-breaking 18 pounds of fentanyl. They say that's enough to kill four million people. Jeez. <laughs> Was inside a car they found with a driver passed out on a side road. He was passed out on the side of the road. Andre Lavelle Johnson of Portland found slumped over the steering wheel at an intersection. That's the kind of guy you want to hire to haul your material. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, Johnson, he's dependable. 
And again, I don't understand why anybody on earth even wants to manufacture this, let alone take it or anything. I just don't right. get it. They found fentanyl pills inside the car matching the description of currently circulating counterfeit oxycodone containing fentanyl. A firearm was found to be stolen, also discovered on the floor of the driver's seat. They continued the search at Johnson's home. They uncovered 18 pounds of fentanyl in both pill and powder form. That's the largest in Eugene Police Department history. Dang. It says a lethal dose of the drug contains just two milligrams, and 18 pounds would be enough to kill four million. Four million people. I, I just don't get it. I, I don't understand. Wow. And Yeah, I just... Uh, what's it... Sp- so, what's it do? Is it like oxycodone? I have no, a, I have no idea what it But you've got to watch how many milliliters, milligrams you take. I, 18 pounds. It's a powerful opioid okay. used in the treatment of severe pain. All right. It's just unbelievable. Didn't they say that the, that X amount would kill an elephant? You know? Yeah. And it's, you know, imagine an elephant. And the weight compared to you, my friend. Well, it, is, it always it always is amazing to me that when they have a fentanyl bust, yeah. you know, it's always, it can kill X million of people. It's like, gosh, man. And I think the problem is it's being sold as like oxycodone. Yeah. And whoever is doing the mixing and max, mass, you know, of the material isn't necessarily watching how much they're putting in there. Right. Next thing you know, you're bumping people off, you know, and it's just um, it's a sad fact, but it's out there. Yep. All right. It's 632 when we come back. You know, the big thing now is to get out a butterboard, what they call butterboards, TikTok food craze. Okay. <laughs> yes, I've seen these. All right. So when we come back, we'll talk about that. All right. And the bacteria riddled way that people are enjoying their food. <laughs> with, with others so <laughs> we'll uh, come back and to think you've just been through covid and now you're talking doing this kind of stuff yes all right so absolutely it's uh 6 we'll uh, squeeze in some messages we'll come back and talk about the tainted bacteria riddled butter boards this is tidbits <laughs> It's 641, Butterboards, the latest TikTok food craze, despite a winter butter shortage. (laughs) That could drive up prices and make butter more difficult to find. You can make your own butter. That's right, you know. It's super easy. Is it really? Yeah. Have you made some? No, but it's super easy. (laughs) (laughs) You're talking about the big churner and that? No, you don't have to use a big churner. I mean, it's not like it's... (laughs) That doesn't look real easy, okay? <laughs> Ma out there pounding away on that. After she's done with that, she'll be scraping your laundry on a board. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so make your own butter. Yeah, you make your own butter. Okay. It's no big deal. So uh, this is called <laughs> At Justine Snacks on TikTok. Got the butter board party started on September 15th. She's credited with... Uh, Coining the term in a video that was has her spreading it with a bandin on a cutting board and topping it with, among many other things, edible flowers. (laughs) 
Oh, boy, I want to go to her house. She got the idea. <laughs> Jazzed up butter on wood from Chef Joshua McFadden's 2017 cookbook. So she went viral and copycat videos under the hashtag butterboard hashtag have since racked up more than 240 million views. Now, a registered dietitian in New York wishes the butterboards would just go away. The idea of smearing something on a wood board with other food, sharing that with other people, and having them all dip into it is a bacteria heaven. <laughs> Plus, the wood boards don't clean well. You know, there's crevices. So food part, of, you know, I mean. Well, you're using, I mean, you use it as a cutting board anyway, right? So yeah, what's so that matter? Well. Well. An assistant teaching professor of food policy. Okay. Food policy. That's what I want to be. I'm in, hey, I'm a professor <laughs> of food policy. <laughs> Warns that wood boards crack yeah. and those cracks can, can't adequately be cleaned. So we shouldn't have wood cutting boards? Is that what you're telling me? I don't, oh, well, you're risking it. You're chopping up your chicken. There's Maddie doing his chicken. <laughs> Because he buys it whole because he knows how to cut a chicken. I do. Okay. So then all that bacteria is getting down to your wooden board. Next time you pull out your porterhouse steak because the Matthew household. <laughs> I'm living large. <laughs> it gets tainted yeah. with E. coli. I would think you've got to bleach the board, right? You should. You should. Yeah. So go plastic. Of course, plastic boards, they cut too. you got a bunch of, you know. Yeah. So there's no good way to do it. <laughs> Just uh, slap it on the table. That's funny because we do have we have, a, we have a big wood cutting board, yeah, and then we have um, plastic one just for yeah, yeah. chicken meat. Yeah. yeah, that's a good uh, good philosophy. Yeah, you ought to teach a course. You ought to be a manager <laughs> like that assistant <laughs> professor of food policy. Okay. <laughs> Now the um, it does look, okay. I've seen the videos though. It does okay. look kind of good because like the, what what she describes sounds horrible. Okay, with the flowers and all this stuff, but it's like you you do you you just spread butter like you just spread well, who butter. Who wants butter? Who just wants to eat butter? Well, then you get a piece of bread, yeah, and you would like well, do one why of those. Don't you moves. Just make like your own sh- butter bread. What do you got to share? It's a party What's thing. going on with these hippies? Okay, what's the big deal? <laughs> there are people that actually get together and hang out. And well, what's wrong with them? <laughs> Open their homes to other people. Solitude's perfect. <laughs> you share. I, just, I, I don't get that. Right. It's like... Double dip in a chip. I'm envisioning they're. It's not. I mean, no, it's, they're probably biting off that chunk and then they're going. No, back. because the piece of bread is. <laughs> it's a bite-sized piece of bread, so you just and then you eat it. Well, there's got to be some girl there that couldn't possibly eat that whole piece of bread. Okay. <laughs> or maybe you get a little knife and you take some and put it on your okay. bread. I don't know. I don't know. It just. Um, <laughs> maybe we could do that for the holidays. Okay. Maybe we could make a have a butterboard. <laughs> make a butterboard. <laughs> have it here at the station. Okay. And, uh, you know, maybe I could get the real feel of what should be done. All right. The DeLorean's coming back. I saw that. Cat DeLorean, daughter of famed automaker John DeLorean, 
has announced the launch of a new car company called DeLorean Next Generation Motors. That's D&G. company says that the sleek gull-wing two-seater will be built in Detroit. The first production version set to be revealed late next year. The first iteration of the DeLorean Motor Company built about 9,000 cars at its Belfast, Northern Ireland factory in 91 until 82, 81 till 82, when it declared bankruptcy following the arrest of John DeLorean on drug trafficking charges for which he was later acquitted. But it looks neato. It does look really cool. Wow. The way they got the doors open, it's black. Kind of looks like a bat. Yeah. Okay. But it's got those doors that go up. You know, that's. But then the DeLorean was pretty cool back in the day, yeah, too. Yeah, I know. But they didn't go very fast, did they? No, they were comically underpowered. Yeah, so. But they looked neato. So. Geez. I feel like John DeLorean designed. I think he. I want to say he worked. I want to say he worked at Chrysler. Okay. And he, he designed something like okay. like like the Edsel you know no. the Edsel was actually Edsel Ford you know when the when you heard of the Edsel automobile it was right. designed by Edsel Ford you know it's Buick Buick Brothers see it's like you hear all these things and they're just natural to you yeah but at one time the Buick Brothers <laughs> got together and created their auto company and I think they branched off from Everybody branched off somebody, and here we are today. Look at us. Sorry, he worked for GM. Okay. So he was a he worked at Pontiac and then Chevrolet. And then created his own automobile. Yep. And finally, here's a, a guy from Brooklyn. He's 47 years old. And again, you know, he's got to try to be a wise guy. He tried to register his beer. <clears throat> As an emotional support animal. Oh, my gosh. He went on the USA Service Dog Registration website and entered in information for the 16-ounce pint glass of IPA. He says offers him comfort when he goes out. You know he's one of those wise guys. Okay? You know him. They're everywhere. Okay? You can envision him. Yeah. Yeah. The man said, I'm not permitted a dog in my building. So I thought an emotional support beer would be more appropriate. It helps alleviate my anxiety and is a cost-effective way to manage stress. Says I've had trouble trying to take the pint onto public buses and into places of business. So I had the idea to get it registered. (laughs) You know, he's probably loud. Okay, He's also a loud guy. (laughs) He was able to get a registration number for his beer, but it's now invalid. (laughs) He was able to get a certificate of registration and hopes that will persuade authorities to allow him to take his brewski on public transportation. I just see him, ill-fitting t-shirt. Ill-fitting t-shirt. Okay, (laughs) ill-fitting t-shirt, right? And just a loud fella. I got documentation that said I can have this. That's what it will be. You want me to make a scene? I'll make a scene. <laughs> like that? Yes. Yes. Because it got me kind of angry about yeah, it, too. Yeah. So. It's always something, you know, and uh, emotional support beer. 
So there of you go. Course. Matthew, there we go. Another uh, tidbit. Hey, you're almost through for your first week back. How about that? Has it moved rapidly? It has. <laughs> it has. Well, it sure seems much smoother with you here. <laughs> well, that's good. You're my emotional support <laughs> fella. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad I could be All there right. for you, Dale. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow. See you, buddy. <laughs> This has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing, leave a comment, leave a like, and thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits.